older people actually they don't fear aging because they're thrilled to be alive and they said the thrill is not gone the thrill is on and i thought i want to talk about this i want to make individuals aware and i also want to make corporations and entrepreneurs aware that this is an incredible opportunity for growth Hello and welcome to the Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have a really brilliant guest to share with you today. Her name is Aisha Bursell, and she's one of the world's leading industrial designers. She has designed hundreds of products from toilet seats to office systems to potato peelers, even concept cars. You probably held or sat on something she's designed for Herman Miller Knoll, Target, Toyota, among many others. Her work has earned her several nicknames, Queen of Toilets, we're going to have to talk about that one, Queen Bee, (laughs) and Design Evangelista. Interior Design Magazine awarded her Best Product of the Year Designer in 2020 and named one of the most creative people in business, according to Fast Companies. Also shortlisted among the world's top eight coaches by Thinkers 50 for Marshall Goldsmith. Her newest book, which we're going to talk about today, Design the Long Life You Love is available in stores everywhere. Aisha, welcome to The Daily Helping. It is awesome to have you with us today. Dr. Richard, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So I want to dive right in. There's, we're going to get to Queen of Toilets, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I want to first kind of jump into the Aisha Bursell time machine. Let's go back and tell us what put you on the path you're on today. How did you get here? So I was born and I grew up in Turkey and in a family of lawyers. And one thing about lawyers that's interesting is they're pessimists because they constantly think about the worst case scenarios. And I wanted to be an optimist and I wanted to be creative. And so first I thought architecture, but then a family friend came to tea and talked to me about industrial design using a teacup as an example. And I fell in love with the human scale of doing designing products. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And that's what I've been doing. As you mentioned, I've designed almost everything. So did you study over Turkey? When did you come over to the States? I did my undergraduate in Turkey and then I came to the States. I had a Fulbright to come to New York to Pratt Institute to do my master's in industrial design. And then once, you know how New York is, you know, if you can make it here, I couldn't go back after, (laughs) after like two, three years here. And I'm now a New Yorker. There you go. There you go. So 
Let's talk industrial design. You said, you know, it was the teacup was the example. So what I'd love to know, and, and you're known for this, is being able to design your perfect life. So talk to us about elements of industrial design, which could apply to people in their personal lives listening to the show. Yes. And that's the part about optimism. So design is a problem solving discipline. If you don't have problems, you can't design. So we love problems and our life is full of problems. And the way a designer approaches that, instead of going, ah, I, you know, there's so many problems. We're like, yes, you know, there's so many problems and that's the opportunity. So that's the optimism of design that I try to teach people. And, and I give them a process, which is my design process that I use to design all these things, but now adapted to our life and work. And it's a step-by-step process. And it really takes your problems and turns them in, helps you see them as opportunities. So in, in psychology, we may call that cognitive reframing, where you take a look at something from a different perspective. Uh, so let's talk. It's all about reframing. Yes. Well said. Yes. Yeah, so let, let's talk a little bit about this book. And I, I'm, I'm curious because I, I know that, and this is not your first book, but, but what was the specific impetus for writing this one? Why did you say, you know what, I really need to put this book out in the world? It's actually quite simple. 87% of Americans fear aging. And so, and I'm one of them. That's why I wrote the book. I was sandwiched between my young kids and my parents. And I could see that there were so many things, services and products for kids and so little for my aging parents. And I thought, I am next. I'm going to do something about this. And with that, we had great opportunities. One of them was a year-long research. We had a grant to basically collaborate with people who are 65 to 90 and ask them to design their life. And we did it, you know, east, west, and south, basically New York and New Jersey, LA, and then Mississippi. And after that year-long research, we learned something very, very surprising, unexpected. And that was older people, actually, they don't fear aging because they're thrilled to be alive. And they said, the thrill is not gone. The thrill is on. And I thought, I want to talk about this. I want to make individuals aware. And I also want to make corporations and entrepreneurs aware that this is an incredible opportunity for growth. And it's something that, you know, you could take the knowledge from that 60 to 85 year old demographic and give it to somebody who's 26 who picks up your book and is able to write their ship for the next 60 years. I love it. Okay. So with that backdrop. Dr. Dr. Richard, you you read my mind. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. This this is what they pay me the big bucks for, right? So uh, (laughs) with that context, then take us through. Well, well, first, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that data you collected. So 
other than finding that in in older adults that spark for life was still there they weren't afraid of dying what were the other major things that your research discovered and then what were the things you discovered that were most surprising to you so one of the things that was most surprising to us is first of all that this era didn't exist before so in the 1950s, people, the, their ex- life expectancy was 60 to 65. Today, life ex- expectancy is 75 to 80. And when you map that out, 0 to 20, 20 to 40, 40 to 60, it used to be cut off more or less at 60. But today, you have another error, which is 60 to 80. And that is an amazing gift of time. And that didn't exist before. To me, that's like like the invention of moving pictures or automobiles or space travel. Like we, we get to live something that didn't exist before. And, and so that's where a lot of the information comes from is when you look at that you take the long view of life. One of the surprising things was people in their 20s, and you mentioned like somebody in their 26, 27 could, you know, what they could do with these lessons. But somebody in their 20s and 30s and somebody in their 50s and 60s, they're more alike, alike and similar than different. And I'll put it in a nutshell, and you'll know what I'm talking about. It's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And that's, that was surprising. It was a little shocking. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. So I now have this image in my mind indelibly burned into my brain of (laughs) senior citizens partying and lewd and lascivious behavior. So thank you for that. Okay, and and you captured it. (laughs) (laughs) Very interesting. But but again, it, it tells us that the human experience is universal, right? Like it, it, it transcends age and these, you know, you took demographics from all over the country uh, and you found for that there were these common threads. So that's, that's really interesting data. Okay. So we're, we're 10 minutes in, somebody's listening to this. They're still here. Like I'm in, I want, you know, the world's most creative industrial designer to tell me how to design the world's greatest life for me. How do you do it? No pressure. Um, no, yeah, thank you. The most important thing is to give yourself permission um, because a lot of people don't. But one of the things that I learned from our research as well is there's some 
really great research done around what people regret when they're dying. And the number one thing is, and I'm just um, quoting this, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not what others expected of me. Mm-hmm. So this process of designing your life is about creating a life that's true to yourself. It's an original life that is based on your values, that looks like you, feels like you, coherent with you know, how you want to live. And it requires that you give yourself permission to do it and care less about what other people think. I love language. It's kind of like an antidote. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I, I wanted to circle back a word you used because language is powerful and you use the word coherence. So in the context of you designing the perfect life, what does coherence mean to you? Coherence means that being aware of our values and that a life well lived is a life that matches, is coherent with our values. And our values are not static. They, some of them are, but some of them change. Like my values, I'm a working mom today, but my values from when I was not a mom to when I'm a mom have evolved, right? And my values now in my 50s are different than what they were in my 20s. So, um, and I find from helping people design their life, but also from my own life, is when something is challenging, like COVID was very challenging. A recession is challenging. Uh, moving in, moving to a new country is challenging. Or you know, being let go of your job is challenging. In these moments, we tend to forget our values because everything gets kind of shook up. And so if you want to design something, whether it's a chair or your life or your work, it has to be coherent with your values. And that's what I do. I love that. Okay. So the first step in designing the perfect life for you is really getting granular clarity on what matters to you down deep inside. What are your values? Okay. So values check. What's next? And we're going to circle back to that. Okay. (laughs) One of the things that I do is I get people to deconstruct their life. And deconstruction is a fancy word for seeing what something is made up of. And so when we say our life or work, it's a very dense topic. And there are many things inside of there. And I just ask people, okay, just get whatever idea you have about your life or work or friendship, whatever it is, out onto paper so you can see it. So you break it into its parts and you map it out. And and that's because that's how I start designing when somebody asks me to design a toilet seat or a chair or an office system. I break it apart and try and understand, what's this made up of, you know? And then realize in doing that, you break the connections that you assume are between things. And that's very liberating and it changes the way you think about things. Dr. Richard, I'll give you an example. 
that I use with people. And I tell people, imagine, like, take, take your phone or your, like, black camera and just open it up and break it apart into all its parts and pieces. And then I say, can you put this back together? And most people tell me no. And I'm like, okay, that's deconstruction. When you pull apart your life and start to see the parts and pieces, it doesn't want to go back the way it was before. And that's the beauty of it. Because you want to do something new with your life. You said most people tell you they couldn't put the phone back together. How many people have told you they could put the phone back together? You noticed. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> so we we have coherence to our values. We have taking our life and deconstructing it. What's next? But I want to answer that question. You know who okay. told me? I had a room full of <laughs> leaders from 3M. Oh, they could do it, of course. Yeah, and I asked them question. They, exactly, they said, yeah, I could do it. I was like, would it work? Yeah, it would work. I was like, okay, wrong <laughs> example for this crowd. <laughs> well, I don't think we have too many engineers. Hello to all our engineer fans in the audience. But I generally, <laughs> but but your point is well taken, right? It's it's in you when you take your life and you spread it apart and you look at every aspect of your life, you can see what are the pieces you want to keep and what are the pieces that you want to discard. I think is is the message, which is exactly. really cool. Okay, so take us to the next level here. What comes next? So the next level is um, helping people think about those things and gather inspiration. So one of the things is um, connecting people with their superpowers and kryptonite, uh, which I think you also think about, and, and m making them see that we do have superpowers, but we also have kryptonite. It, it's not, we're not perfect, you know? And then... Um, I get them to think about their heroes, people who inspire them. But but I love this. So this sounds like a, a SWOT analysis, but on steroids, right? It's it's it's, and you you're talking about who are their heroes, who are you know their mentors, you know these things. So we're identifying who are the people that have added value to your life, who are the people who have kind of been your foil or for nemesis, maybe is a better word for it, and then figuring out your kryptonite. And your superpowers is important too. Yes. And I usually do these dualities intentionally, the positive and the negative. So I get people to think about their challenges, but then their opportunities, because often the challenges are the opportunities. And that's what design really gets you to think about reframing, right? And so if somebody's complaining about, my house is small, getting them to think, but it's easy to clean, you know, so things like that. And it, it's really powerful when that happens. And then, um, and then what to avoid, because if you can figure out what to avoid, you can be intentional about taking those things out, uh, creating new habits and creating space and time for things that you want to include. One of the, um, I have this amazing friend, a best-selling author, Mark Ryder. He came to one of my workshops and he said, you know, afterwards he said, you know, what you do is kind of like, do you remember Karate Kid? Of course. Yes. Okay. I love karate because I do karate. And 
And it's kind of that wax on, wax yep. off, wax on, wax off. So I do a lot of wax on, wax off. You don't know what's going to happen. And then boom, you, yeah. you, you've designed your life. This is great. I think one thing I wanted to circle back to is when we were talking about who is this book for? I just wanted to say that, I mean, the book is a love letter to my daughters who are 18 and 19 and all the young people so that they have these lessons from older people younger in life. Then it's a love letter to my parents, especially my mom and older people we've learned so much from because they're amazing. And uh, sometimes they forget they're amazing. So I just want to say, look, these are all the lessons I learned from you. Um, and then it's for people who are in their 40s and 50s to say, you don't need to fear aging. There, there's, yeah, you lose some things, but you gain some, some amazing things and here they are. Okay. And so that's the, <laughs> I just wanted to circle back to that. If some of your listeners are in different ages, this is how they can think about it. I didn't ask you about the queen of toilet stuff. All right. So how did that all start? Oh, I was like happy. I was off the hook on that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how did that happen? I designed the world's, what's known unofficially as the world's most comfortable toilet seat. And that makes me the queen, queen of toilets, one and only. Okay, maybe we'll put a link to the toilet seat in the show notes as well for those who who want to take uh, <laughs> take action. Uh, in all seriousness, so this has been really, really enjoyable. Uh, I can't wait to get my hands on the book. As you know, I wrap up every episode, Aisha, by asking my guest a single question. And that is, what is your biggest helping, that one most important takeaway that you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? All right. So, Dr. Richard, you want me to tell you about it or you want me to show you? Well, I think you should show. I think you should show me. Yeah, right. Because design design is you learn it by doing. So, okay. Tell me a, a hero of yours, somebody who inspires you. And this could be somebody you know, family or friends. Living, dead, doesn't living, matter. Living, dead, doesn't matter. I'd or somebody my... you know. Or somebody you know of, you don't know them personally, but you know of them and they inspire you. My father. I want to go with my father. Okay. Why? What's, what are his qualities? Honest, loyal, hardworking, an entrepreneur through and through and gave to others even when it didn't benefit him. In fact, even when it hurt him, he would... Uh, he was a dentist, and I've talked about this before. He would give away dentistry uh, to kids, like he would rebuild their mouths to kids who were being picked on and those uh, wow. families that couldn't afford the dentistry. And I once asked him why he did that when I was really little, because he used to hang out in his office when I was a kid over summer breaks and stuff. And he said, uh, because it's the right thing to do. And he could have made more money. He said, I could make more money if I chose to help fewer people. <laughs> so uh, my dad was was always my hero. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing your dad with me and with the listeners, because Dr. Richard, those are your values. You're honest, you're loyal, you're hardworking, you're an entrepreneur through and through somebody who does the right thing. That's you. Wow. So I would say the, <laughs> the apple hasn't fallen far from the tree. 
this is my way of asking people and everybody who's listening to us can try this um, themselves and with their family or friends. But this is how I ask people what their values are. This is what you design with. You know, this is how you make choices. And, and it's good to try it out, you know, once a year. And, and it could be more than one hero, but this was beautiful. I love that. That was a really cool exercise. Thank you for doing that. And uh, well, tell us where people can learn more about you online and, and find their find this book. Great. The, and the book is designed the long life you love, and they can find it on Amazon and any other online bookstore or their favorite uh, neighborhood bookstore. And then for me, they can find me at ishabersell.com backslash newsletter. And that's A-Y-S-E, B like boy, I-R-S-E-L dot com backslash newsletter. And the reason I say that is then you subscribe to my newsletter and you'll know what I'm up to. Awesome. And we will have show links to everything I shaped Purcell at the show notes in the dailyhelping.com. Can't actually promise we'll have the link to a toilet seat or not, but who knows, maybe my team will surprise <laughs> you. Uh, but this is this has been awesome. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today on The Daily Helping. Thank you, Dr. Richard. This was lovely. I'm glad you loved it. And for each and every one of you who took time out of your day, thank you as well. If you like what you heard, go give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly... Go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping, because the happiest people are those that help others. 